MSW Media. Big shout out today to Helix Sleep. Take their two-minute sleep quiz and they'll match you to a mattress that'll give you the best sleep of your life. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash dailybeans and use code HELIXPARTNER. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Wednesday, August 9th, 2023. This is your host, Allison Gill, and I know we're off this week, but I promised you some smoldering amazing content while we were on vacation. And today I am joined by my friend, host of the Start Me Up podcast. Please welcome Kimberly Johnson. Hi. Hi. Thank you. It's smoldering. (laughs) Yes. We are a bubbling cauldron of seething desire. (laughs) As Freud once defined the id, I think. First of all, I wanted to tell you to tell Bob happy birthday, belated. Oh, I will. I will. No, it's today, his birthday. Well, when this airs, it'll be belated. But yeah, I'll tell him today. (laughs) Yes, tell him today. Bob Seska, that is. And if you aren't listening to the Bob Seska show, you absolutely have to. So let's kick this off. Because you and I talk about social media a lot Mm -hmm. because we spend a lot of time on social media. It's just revealed that Elon Musk is now under investigation by his own company, Tesla, on top of being under investigation by the Securities and Exchange Commission and probably some federal people and probably some IRS people. I don't know about that. But he has driven Twitter into the ground, mm-hmm. particularly with his latest stunt where a bunch of stuff got f- facocta and then he blamed it on, well, I'm just limiting your reach if you don't pay me $8. Right. And so everyone's kind of fled to other pastures. I just go out and, and grab my handle and right. wait and see where everybody goes. Yeah. What are your thoughts on on all this? Because I post a bunch of long form, like free content over on Post. Mm-hmm. I love Post. I I'm I'm into threads. I know Zuckerberg's an asshole. He has been since 2016. Mm-hmm. I'm saying this. And beyond that, I mean, of course. ever since he came up with a an app to judge women's faces. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> hence Facebook. Uh, but it it's all creepy. They're all creepy. What do we, what do we do? Well, I mean, here's what I have to say. For I mean, and I have a lot to say about it too. And I was very disappointed, although I can understand the uh, fleeing over to threads, but I was disappointed that that seemed to be the one that everyone wanted to flock to because, yeah, I mean, you mentioned the the judging women's faces. He stole Facebook in the first place. He accepted rubles so Russians could spread disinformation in 2016. He's allowed Holocaust deniers to be on his side. There's just like one after the other after the other. He's such a horrible person. And then on my personal side of it, in 2018, I lost not only my profile, but I lost a number of political pages that I was on with somebody else. We were bloggers and we had created this network where, you know, you had other bloggers and they had pages and everybody kind of just shared their blogs on everybody's page. And so Zuckerberg, because I believe Congress was sniffing around, he wanted to say, look, look, I can regulate myself. I'm going to get rid of 900 pages and profiles. So in that moment, like in a second, I lost everything. Mm. I was verified on Facebook. I had, you know, 5,000 friends, 16,000 followers. I, I had all these years, pictures, just so many memories gone. And it was devastating to me. 
So I have this personal issue with Mark Zuckerberg, aside from all the stuff that he's done to the collective. Um, but everybody decided they wanted to run there. So I complained for a while, but then I just sucked it up and I went over there. And I mean, right now it is, it's just an app on the phone, at least if you have a map, which I do. So I can't work online and I don't like that, but it is, it is a nice thing. You know, I mean, Zuckerberg was smart and I do enjoy the fact that he screwed Musk. Because, you know, Musk is just so pissed off. But I don't understand why. Because, and I'm just kind of going all over the map here, but I wanted to ask you because you have tweeted and I have tweeted that we think Musk is intentionally crashing the site. So if that if that would be the case, then is he really pissed off that everyone's running over to Zuckerberg? What was he expecting? You know? Well, it's kind of like it's kind of like when we found the the what I call the the manatee text, the Manafort Sean Hannity texts, <laughs> and uh, during the Mueller investigation, I was reading them, and I'm like, they actually believe their own bullshit. <laughs> so I always kind of approach all of these assholes with sort of a, are they evil or stupid or both? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and. You know, I, I figured. You know, we saw him post photos at the World Cup with Mohammed bin Salman mm -hmm. and Jared Kushner, and I'm like, uh oh, mm -hmm. guess who's not going to be CEO tomorrow? And sure <laughs> enough, he put out that poll, and I'm like, I wonder who really owns Twitter, and it's yeah. Saudi backed, and it's Chinese backed, and mm -hmm. uh, when I mean CCP, not like the the people of China, but the right. the CCP Communist Party in China. And I'm like, all right, so this is scary because we already had Zuckerberg sell our user data to Cambridge Analytica mm -hmm. and the Russians. Are we seeing this happen again mm -hmm. with the Saudis? And that's what threw him under investigation in the first place. But the minute he walked in that door with that fucking sink, I was like, he's here to tank <laughs> yeah. Twitter because it is a he's here to turn it into a telegram, into a 4chan, right? Mm -hmm. So that we can no longer have this free marketplace of ideas, a lot of really powerful voices on the left, academics, scientists, you know, had a lot of standing on Twitter mm -hmm. and a lot of people listened to them on Twitter and it felt like that was being part of the whole goal of yanking that away from people like with the Twitter files and this yeah. uh, judge passing this thing that says federal agencies can't communicate with the, the social media companies anymore. And so it, it just all seemed like part of that giant plan. But then also uh, simultaneously, he just seems like a fucking idiot. Yeah. And so it's hard for me to put <laughs> my thumb on which one it is. But I think that's by design. You know, yeah. I think it's like, you know, why they hired Zoolander to assassinate <laughs> the prime minister of Malaysia. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess so. But then, you know, the whole Zuck is a cuck and let's have a dick measuring contest thing. Um, I mean, he's just so juvenile. But how can you be upset about this when you facilitated it, whether you're so stupid and you did it by mistake or because you are intentionally doing it and there's some, you know, ominous reason? I don't know. But here's here's one other thing I just want to add is. You know, I mean, I've talked a lot about Spoutable on um, social media and everything, and I like Christopher Boozy, and I think that because he is a Black man, he has a harder time being accepted in this world. And obviously, he, he never took any uh, money from venture capitalists or anything like that. So Twitter, it wasn't an exact Twitter replica immediately. So it's going to take some time. He's, he's letting it, you know, he's letting the community decide things. And this is what I think about Spoutable because I really like it. And I know that uh, the targeted harassment and all that stuff will be taken care of over there. I mean, I'm sure if, if trolls want to go over there and they have, 
they uh, can do what they want to do, but there will be repercussions. I think, though, that because somebody like Ted Cruz or Marjorie Taylor Greene wants to lie, I don't know that they're going to go over there because they'll get kicked off immediately. And I think that I think in the long run, Spoutable will be kind of an oasis, not necessarily like a liberal bubble where we all echo each other, but just to, because there are people who disagree. And of course, liberals all disagree with each other. We're just all cats who, you know, <laughs> we, we can't we can't agree on anything. Yeah. And we have independents and soft Republicans over there. That exactly. Are, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, we can have debates over there, but we don't have to worry about all of the horrible, disgusting things that you see on so many of the other sites. I'm also on Blue Sky. And even though that's in beta mode right now, I will say out of all of them, I have been on it, whether it's on my laptop or on my phone. And then I think I'm on Twitter because it's so much like Twitter, but it's still in beta mode and I don't know when it's going to come out. But yeah, I mean, on uh, threads is threads. And the brilliance of threads, I think, was just pairing it with Instagram and getting automatic followers. And you've got all of them, Washington Post, NPR, all the big names, celebrities, like you were saying, scientists, they're automatically on threads if, you know, or, or getting their followers if they just go over there. So as much as I hate Mark Zuckerberg, I gotta say, I mean, because I feel like it's like Steve Bannon screwing over Roger Stone. And you're like, go, go, Steve Bannon. But I don't want to like support him anymore, but we're stuck supporting him. So there we are. <laughs> yeah, we didn't get the cage match because Elon's mom said no. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> we probably won't get the dick measuring contest, but uh, do we really need it? Um, <laughs> so, and, you know, I, I thought of this, like the, the danger of, of killing Twitter or what's happening over on Twitter as we approach the 2024 election disinformation season. Mm -hmm. And I, I was worried. But also, on the other hand, Republicans are sort of fucking up the election for themselves. Yeah. I mean, we have this ridiculous weaponization committee in Congress where they just keep stepping on rakes. Everybody mm -hmm. says, you know, just <laughs> rake steppers. It just turns out their number one whistleblower, the one that was going to blow the roof off the, the Biden bribery scheme. The reason he couldn't come in and testify is a fucking fugitive to the law. He was indicted. He was indicted by, uh, by the U.S. Justice Department yeah. for arms trafficking, for violating sanctions against Iran, for lying mm -hmm. to law enforcement, which completely ruins his credibility as any kind of a testifier in front of any body um, sworn under oath or not. And 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 also for being an unregistered foreign agent for wow. uh, for the CCP. So <laughs> here we have, yeah. And every accusation is a confession, right? right. So we're like Eric Swalwell. Yeah, you we're in bed with a Chinese spy. No, actually, y'all were. Yeah. Then <laughs> when the indictment came out, of course the Republicans are like, "Ha ha! Look, right when he's about to blow the cover off this whole thing." Biden's DOJ indicts him. And then we learned, no, he was indicted a year ago and then <laughs> skipped bail and ended up in Cyprus and was out and on the lam now because he's extradition because we couldn't be extradited. They couldn't mm -hmm. find him to extradite him to the United States to face these charges. And the Republicans are like, oh, he's a credible fellow. We're going to you'll see. We'll get him in here. And they still, after all that, want to bring him in yeah. and question him. And it's like, great, well, then we'll know where he is. We can arrest his fucking ass. <laughs> right. you know, like, what are you talking about? So the Republicans wow. are just kind of, you know, do we really need Twitter to take down the Republican Party in 2024? Right. Are they doing it to themselves? Exactly. Yeah, they are. And I mean, I do think with threads coming along, we're, it, it's just going to kind of cross over to that. And I think what I think we will basically see the Twitter alternative, at least temporarily on threads. And I don't know if that will be the one that sticks because when Blue Sky is made available, that might be 
the one that everybody loves and flocks to, who knows, but it, you know, I don't know, but I agree with you. One thing I do want to ask you though, because I was watching um, Chris Hayes and they were talking about Eileen Cannon and how, you know, she's, she's not, she's, it, it still looks like she might be favoring Trump. And I'm just wondering what you're thinking about that. That that's worrying me. I haven't seen any overt actions since last August mm-hmm. <laughs> with the whole special master thing. I haven't seen any overt actions in this particular trial scenario where she has done that. We are we are waiting, however, with bated breath right. for her to rule on Trump's motion to postpone the entire yeah. trial until after the election. And and then I think we'll know for sure because she, mm-hmm. she really hasn't done much else. She scheduled a quick trial. The DOJ wanted to delay it. She did a four day delay for Walt Nauta to get his shit together and, and show up for the SEPA conference and, and get all of his ducks in a row. So the four day delay didn't bother me. Everybody was like that. The headlines were like a uh, judge Aileen Cannon, unnecessary trial delay. And I'm like, it's four. It's actually two business days. I'm right. like, come on, guys. <laughs> and and it sucks to have to stand up for, for Judge Aileen Cannon. But exactly, like, yeah, but let's wait until she does some fucked up shit. And she has a real great big opportunity to do that. Yeah. Any minute now when she rules on Trump's motion to just forego the whole fucking trial until after 2024. So uh, that's going to be our first big indicator, I think, as to whether or not she's, uh, you know, in in the pocket for Trump. We'll see. And so then one more question on this. Um, From what I heard, she doesn't want to mess up too many times because she did piss off the 11th Circuit that last time and she was reprimanded and she doesn't want to get disbarred and all of that. So do you think that there is, uh, I, I guess, reason for her to behave this time? Or do you think she's going to allow? And then I know what you're saying that you, you haven't seen it, but just in your gut, like, do you think that she's going to be an asshole judge? <laughs> I, I think she'll fuck some stuff up. Yeah. Um, and, and again, we're talking about are they evil or fucking stupid? Right. And I think as there's a combination here, yeah. but uh, we'll see what the... Mm, the catalyst is whether it's whether it's evilness or stupidity right. uh and we'll be able i think we'll be able to know but yeah she could mess things up fairly easily but yeah. she, you know everybody's got to remember there's still georgia there's still yes. january 6th yeah. there's still wire fraud there's still the fraudulent elector scheme we still have the save america pact that's being uh investigated we still have a lot of other stuff in a lot of other jurisdictions and but this is a very open and shut case and i don't personally think that it matters where the jury is selected from or you know, uh, what it did, like how long it takes. I think it, I think it's an open and shut case. And I think the jury will see that, but it's just one of many. And it had to be brought in this particular jurisdiction because that's where the crimes mm-hmm. occurred. And you don't want to have to waste six months having mm-hmm. a battle about jurisdiction. Yeah. And I, I think it, it's Jack Smith's uh, goal to get it done as quickly as possible. So, you know, we'll see. But that's another example of Republicans just mm-hmm. eating their own. <laughs> and then now we've got this Iowa abortion mm-hmm. ban, the Florida abortion ban. We've got the oh, what's going on in Ohio with their special election and putting abortion uh, on the ballot to enshrine it into their constitution, trying to make it have a 60 percent threshold in the August special. Like they aren't doing themselves any favor. Mm-hmm. Like, no, they tried ahead of 2022 to be like. Anytime anyone asked them about abortion or Roe, they were like, but inflation mm-hmm. and <laughs> economic anxiety, yeah. you know, and and uh, everyone's like, yeah, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. And it didn't work and it's not going to work this time. Mm-hmm. And now they seem to sort of be embracing it. Yeah. I mean, Pence is out here with a 15 week abortion ban federally. Mm-hmm. Like it's just it. they aren't doing themselves any favors. So we'll we'll see how the the battle between, uh, you know, 
actual free speech on Twitter yeah. and, and the 2020, <laughs> 2024 election goes. Um, but and there's always going to be disinformation. Now, now the right wing has learned from Russia how to disinform yeah. and they'll be doing it. They'll be doing it themselves. So we need to take a quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about your show because you have some amazing guests coming up yeah. and, and the, or that have, may have just recently been on. <laughs> and then we'll talk about uh, some corruption in the Supreme Court and where we go from there. So we have a lot more to talk about, but I just need to take a quick break. Everybody stick around. We'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey, everybody, you know I've always had a tough time sleeping, and it's, I don't know if it's a combination of my PTSD and anxiety or the orange guy being in the White House for so long or a combination of both, but all of those problems got solved when I got my Helix mattress. They make it so easy. They customize it to my exact needs. It it just it delivers. Uh, head and shoulders, the best mattress I've ever owned. Just go to helixsleep.com slash dailybeans. Take their two-minute online sleep quiz. They'll match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. And you'll get 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows. And that's good news because we know the pillow man is selling all of his pillow making stuff. So now you can get two free pillows from Helix Sleep as well. You don't have to rely on, on the pillow man. But just like fingerprints, our sleep preferences are uniquely ours. Helix knows this. They have 20 different mattresses to choose from. They have a range for individuals, including big and tall folks and even little kids. It's an impressive lineup. They have the award-winning Lux Collection, the new Helix Elite Collection, which just takes sleeping to a whole new level. Uh, I prefer a medium firm bed and I sleep on my side. So my mattress is the Helix Midnight. And you can find your own personal match by taking that two-minute Helix sleep quiz. And once you find it, you order it, and it will arrive at your doorstep free of charge. They were recognized by GQ and Wired in 2020 as the number one mattress pick. And they have over 12,000 five-star reviews. Helix isn't just my favorite. It's everybody's. So no more mattress shops, no more guesswork, just for you, your perfect Helix mattress and the best sleep of your life. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash dailybeans and use code HELIXPARTNER. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. We've been talking with the host of the Start Me Up podcast, which if you aren't listening, you need to immediately begin. Her name is Kimberly Johnson. Hi, Kimberly. So where were we? We were talking about (laughs) just the Republicans shooting themselves in the foot. Yeah. And... I want to talk about, because this ties in with some of the amazing new stuff that you're going to be doing on the Start Me Up podcast as we enter into the 2024 election season. And it's so important that we have independent, incredible voices like yours out there battling the disinformation, getting the experts on the show, uh, and and just getting that sort of citizen journalism that we need uh, headed into this election cycle. Talk a little bit about Start Me Up and, and what's going to be new. Well, um, you know, I st- it was so funny. I started this in 2016 and my initial thought about my podcast was like, oh, well, I'll just have some of my friends on and just some people I know from social media. And then, of course, it grew into what it is today. And mostly I, I've been focusing on politics. And because I used to be an actor, you know, and I've been followed by some actors on Twitter, I have invited them on my show. And I found that, you know, I really thoroughly enjoy talking to the actors so much. And I spent a decade doing it. I was studying it and I was pursuing it. And I did work um, on Days of Our Lives for seven years as a cop. It was a small role, but hey, you know, it was on TV. And (laughs) I've seen the photos. I love it. (laughs) I have. They used to call me Diva Cop, by the way, which always made me laugh. But (laughs) all the makeup artists did. And that was a really fun situation. But 
I think I'm trying to remember the first actor I had on, and it might have actually been Vincent D'Onofrio. And I've just asked him to come back. So he said yes, but he's busy and he's, you know, he's got his busy summer. So we're going to try to figure out maybe in August or something like that, maybe even September, we're going to chat. I've, I've booked John Ailes, who is also an actor and a producer. And if you, you know, a lot of people know him from Twitter and he's so cool and he's so gritty and fun. And so that I just kind of like talking to people about the business. And then, you know, we're going to still talk about politics in some cases, but the whole show won't be, you know, the focus won't only be political. But then, of course, I have people, you know, like Simon Rosenberg and Brian Karam and, you know, Sarah Wood of Vote Vets and and those people. And that's where we're really going to talk about, you know, the the political thing. So I'm just, I'm, you know, and I've been doing it, but I think I'm just going to focus a little bit more on the fun because it's like you're saying, as we're going into 2014, there are people like you who are so important and you're one of many, Victor Shi, there's, and my boyfriend, Bob Suska, you guys are so good at analyzing what's going on, breaking it down and helping you know, just the average person, including me, understand what's going on. And what I really like about you, and I've said this before, is that you, you know, you have that optimistic attitude. And it's so important. And I have, you know, I had the optimistic attitude all the way up until uh, voting day in 2022. And then I lost my shit. But, you know, (laughs) thankfully, it all worked out. But I know that's going to happen every time. But as we, you know, head into it, and hopefully, you know, we'll see like we did last election where people like Simon and people like Christopher Boozy were actually getting it correct. And they were saying they didn't think it was going to be a red wave, despite the fact that, you know, MSM mainstream media was predicting that. So I do think it's important to kind of keep people, you know, try to keep sending out that message that it's, it's understandable that, you know, we've had disappointments in the past and I hate it when I see people online saying, oh, we're going to lose and, and just assuming the negative when, when we've won so much, you know, they're not <laughs> focusing on what we've actually won because sometimes the bad guys win stuff, but we right now are the good guys and we are winning things. So I just, you know, that's kind of the tone of my show. And, um, I'm looking forward to, I just, I love the shows where I get to talk to actors because then, and especially when they live just like you in California and I miss California so much. So I just kind of <laughs> have myself feeling sorry for myself that I'm not there. <laughs> mm. It's still hot here though. Yeah, um, but it's not humid. It's just totally different. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. But you're right. We have to maintain our sanity. I yeah. mean, that was one of the things with my original Muller She Wrote podcast. We wanted to make it funny. We had... Randall from Randall's Animals come on <laughs> and read that. that's the honey badger don't give a shit guy remember that guy yes. we had him come on and read the Manafort evidence list like, <laughs> what awesome. an ostrich coat gross <laughs> like it was and that's the kind of you know we have to have that levity yeah. yeah and we have to have those breaks because we have to maintain our sanity and that's what I'm I'm hoping that you know I am all about you know, political rage and and channeling it into activism. We've done so much Mm -hmm. with that. But you also have to let yourself off the hook Mm -hmm. and have a good time and take the wins Mm -hmm. when we get them. We are right now, I mean, if you think about where we were four years ago, just the the onslaught of just absolute mayhem and shit, the (laughs) shit storm that we were in, it was just constantly ban and stone, Trump, fuck this, blah. And now... 
you know, and then Mueller doesn't indict Trump and says he won't mm-hmm. do that. And then the Mueller report gets fucked over and everyone's just like, oh, and we were like, when is justice going to happen? We are right now in a shitstorm of justice. justice. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we like I, I want people to sort of transport themselves because we've been sort of the boiling frog, yeah. right? Because justice moves so slowly, we sort of don't notice that all of a sudden, fuck, yeah. he is indicted on 71 felony counts yeah. in two jurisdictions and there's more to come. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it, as this show airs on August 9th, there could right now be an indictment against Donald Trump right. in Georgia. And we just don't know it yet. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm, I've predicted it comes between August 7th and August 21st. So August 9th, totally viable time right, yeah. for indictments to start raining. And then we haven't even talked about the, the remaining eight million Jack Smith investigations <laughs> and then other ones like the Trump, the Trump Truth Social investigation. And the, there's just so much. And I, I just sometimes I wish people could see it for what it is mm-hmm. and and like think about it from your yourself back in 2020 when we were all on lockdown yeah. and everything was terminal and horrible and we didn't really even know if we had a future to where we are now mm-hmm. and and sort of uh, bathe yourself in the justicey goodness yeah it feels amazing and and, and it's so it good to see it happening it's and here one thing that i really want to drive home is that you know, so many of us, we've, he's been called Teflon Don. And, you know, we've talked about how he gets away with everything. And so many people are just dying to see him in prison, which, you know, we'll see if that actually happens. But regardless, I think right now he is scared. I think he is legitimately scared because he's never, ever had to deal with anything like this. He's always dealt with civil suits and it's always been about, you know, yeah, you have to pay a fine or whatever. And he gets out of things. He's not getting out of this. And on top of it, it's it's what everyone's talking about. It's not just some lawsuit that no one knows about. And he's just, you know, dealing with it quietly. It's everyone in the world knows about it. Everyone in the world is watching and talking about it. And he understands the pressure that he's under. That's why he wants to push this stupid uh, documents case all the way till after the election, because he's terrified. And I think we all have to take a moment to enjoy the fact that he's feeling the heat from (laughs) all of his crimes, at least some of them. I think Lawrence O'Donnell put it best uh, on his show. He's like, every day for the rest of his life will be worse and he (laughs) will never be happy. He will always be running from the law. He is going broke. He couldn't get a loan to pay E. Jean Carroll. (laughs) Uh, DOJ just decided not to certify uh, him in that case now. So he's on his fucking own. And that trial starts, I think, the same day the Iowa caucus happens. (laughs) So it's always every day for the rest of his life is going to be awful and terrible and he's going to be mad and throwing things and sweaty and awful and pissed and scared and (laughs) and that is at least i justice by proxy kind of right it's a certain kind it's like karma in that he's feeling it now because he's never had to he's always just skipped through it and you know he's in a different kind of prison for the rest of his life exactly you know exactly and yeah, we can't so. forget that because I think that we have a tendency to assume that he's just skipping along feeling great. And I really don't think he is. Yeah. And everyone is like, no, you should be sad. This is a sad day in America. I'm sorry. No, <laughs> no. I, I it it's is a absolutely day. 100% permissible to be happy at at with with, with justice. justice. Yes. You know, and if you have a personal thing where you're happy with the suffering of of evil fascists cool. 
Um, but you know, the the celebration right. is that justice yes. is being done. And 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 I always ask people, what does justice look like to you? To me, it's indictments because mm-hmm. that's the last thing that we can control as voters. Mm-hmm. We can vote for the president who appoints the attorney general, who appoints the special counsel, who hands down the indictments. We as voters can't control the jury. Mm-hmm. We can't control what the judge does. We we do control who is a judge mm-hmm. when we vote. Uh, you know, the, the judges are appointed by the person that we elect to, to president. But for me, justice is indictments. Mm-hmm. As, as a woman in America, I have faced many injustices and I never got to see the people who perpetrated those crimes against me brought to justice. So I find justice in different places. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm a little more elastic with it. So him in a prison cell isn't the end all be all of justice for me. It's it's that we did our job and the justice system did its job to the best of its ability. Mm-hmm. And that's what an indictment is. And that he's in his own little self made fucking shit prison for the rest of his life. Yeah. And I mean, as far as whatever sentencing is, you know, all of us like to say, oh, he's never going to go to jail or, oh, this is going to happen. or It's going to be up to one person. You do not know what that one person is going to decide. I can understand that it you know, the argument made that he's never going to see inside of a prison cell. Maybe that's true. But in my, like, if it were me and he, you know, if I were the judge and he was found guilty, convicted, whatever, whether it's J6 or whatever, rather than necessarily sending him to jail, if that wasn't an option for them, I think they should just like rent a house, like a modest house, have the secret service, watch it and just monitor everything. And so that it's not cruel and unusual. He could have guests, but everything would be monitored. And when I've posted this online, everybody goes, no, no. And it's like, I'm not saying that's going to happen. I'm just saying I would rather it be that than Mar-a-Lago and take away his ability to, you know, communicate with the world online and, you know, give him a, give him a, a what is it? Close, there's a closed TV stuff. They could show shows like you know, um, all the shows, all those shows from the, from the, like the eighties sitcoms, he can watch those, you know, like different strokes. Yeah, and, facts of life. Yeah. He can yeah. watch those for entertainment. He can't watch the news. That would be what I would want to do. And frankly, as much as I, you know, think he deserves to go to jail. If he doesn't, that would satisfy me if it were between that and Mar-a-Lago. So that would be my best. Yeah. And honestly, would prison be so bad for him? He would have his own private cell. Yeah. He would have his own private stuff. It would probably be pretty nice. And mm-hmm. he would have a secret service detail there. Yeah. And he he wouldn't have to worry about any more criminal and, you know, whatever stuff. He, like all that stress would be lifted. He could watch TV and, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, just chill for a minute or running from the law for the rest of his fucking life yeah. going broke. Yeah. Like, What's it, what is prison for Donald Trump? It's right. it's it's losing and nobody liking him. Like yeah. <laughs> you know, he's already there. Prison might <laughs> prison might actually help him. Like he might be seen as a political prisoner. Right. But, you know. <laughs> so I'm like I'm just all about the indictments. The rule of law is working. Whether our system continues to work with the with the way that we have it um, set up in this country yeah. is um, a little bit more beyond our control. So. We'll see. And I am really looking forward to, to hearing some of these uh, guests that are coming up. It's called the Start Me Up podcast. You can find it wherever you get your pods. It's also just happens to be on the MSW Media Network. Yes, it does. <laughs> the cooperative of independent creators making amazing podcasts like you. So thank you so much again for hanging out with me. This was a wonderful chat. I look forward to more in the future. Kimberly Johnson, thank you. Thank you.
<laughs> All right, everybody. You have been listening to The Daily Beans on our week off. Thank you so much. We will be back tomorrow with some new content. Fear not. Until then, please take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Take care of the planet. Take care of your mental health. Vote blue over Q and bring someone with you. I've been AG and them's The Beans. The Daily Beans is written and executive produced by Allison Gill with additional research and reporting by Dana Goldberg. Sound design and editing is by Desiree McFarlane with art and web design by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios. Music for The Daily Beans is written and performed by They Might Be Giants, and the show is a proud member of the MSW Media Network, a collection of creator-owned podcasts dedicated to news, politics, and justice. For more information, please visit mswmedia.com. MSW Media. Hi, I'm Frances Callier. And I'm Angela V. Shelton. And we're Frangela. You know what you need in your life? Hmm. The Final Word Podcast. Yes, you do. That's right. It is the final word on all things political and pop cultural. Where we make real news real funny. Where we inspire you so you can hashtag resist. Subscribe and get a new episode of The Final Word Podcast each week. It's the news we think you need to hear. That's right. We think you need to hear it. Okay. Yeah, it's what we say so. That's right. And because all we do is give, every Thursday you can listen to our hysterical podcast, Idiot of the Week. We round up the stupid because you know what? Somebody has to. Okay. All we do is give. Hi, this is John Cryer, and I am hosting a new seven-part true crime podcast called Lawyers, Guns, and Money that'll challenge everything you think you know about U.S. covert operations and presidential misconduct. From Jack Bryan, the director of American PSYOP, comes the incredible true story of John Mattis, a newly sworn-in Miami public defender in the 1980s who has found himself completely in over his head. I step off the plane, and there is a van with a couple guys with Uzis. And one of them in broken English said, welcome to Bogota, John. Mattis' first felony defendant has been arrested for having a machine gun and tells Mattis a dangerous secret. He was shipping arms into Central America on behalf of the CIA. As a first-time lawyer, I want to act like I know what I'm doing. But with the help of a Colombian drug smuggler... How much money the CIA raised by hitting up drug dealers? A lot of money, millions of dollars. An Alabama mercenary... They were prepared to die to the last man. I saw this in them. I saw the fire in their eyes. And they made me their war chief. And a newly elected senator, John Kerry. We are looking at allegations of drug running, gun smuggling, conspiracy to commit murder and murder itself. He'll fight to free his client. The judge said, show me in a courtroom how we were at war expose an illegal war being run by the White House. I mean, I wanted him involved, but I didn't want to be on record as doing it. And somehow stay alive in the process. I just escaped a kidnapping by the CIA in Costa Rica. This is Lawyers, Guns, and Money. So you have a man in Armani suit standing in the bow of a boat with a rocket launcher and says, if I lose sight of you, I will launch you will be vaporized. Available everywhere starting October 29th, or get it ad-free and early starting October 22nd at lawyersgunsandmoney.supercast.com. There you'll find bonus episodes along with exclusive content. Subscribe now.